Welcome to Plenty of Fish in the Stream, a podcast about romantic comedies on streaming services. I am Eliza. And I am Jake, your other host. Happy Valentine's! Happy Valentine's! That's a Or should I say, reference. Happy Galentine's? Ooh. But isn't that the day before? Yeah. yeah. Galentine's and Valentine's and Valentine's. I mean, take your pick. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. Don't let us decide for you. Yeah. Except for what to watch uh, on Valentine's Day, because we have a broad range Mm -hmm. that we are going to find out about today. Yeah. So first off, we started uh, Hulu for Christmas, did a thing where they had like a Christmas section. Yeah, and Halloween too. And Halloween. They were really great at this. Yeah. Like holiday curation. And this is something that Jake and I have been doing for years, which is when it's a holiday, we're like, Let's watch all of the episodes that we can think of of our favorite TV shows that feature this holiday. Yeah. And then we just kind of watch them for like the week around it. Yeah. So we'll watch the Buffy Halloween episodes. We'll watch the Office Halloween episodes. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween episodes. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's... There's definitely some Parks and Rec Halloween episodes. Same with Christmas. Like Mm -hmm. anytime... Like you can just... Office has great Christmas episodes. And Hulu did this for you. Like it pulled certain episodes out. Like that's why we watched like a couple Halloween episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Melissa Joan um, Hart one, uh, 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 which I had never seen. What's the one with Giles and... Not Giles. Niles. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Frasier. Frasier. Yeah. So like they curated this. And so we thought they were going to do that for Valentine's Day as well because there was like a Valentine's Day section that appeared in their tabs. Yeah. We were like, awesome. So we went to kind of pre-scout it for the podcast and see what we were going to end up with. And it's a bunch of Christmas movies. It's a bunch of Christmas movies to start with. Because they're romantic And they're holiday-ish. And they like already bought the rights to them. (laughs) They already licensed them. Well, and we've been brainstorming for a little bit. Like, it's Valentine's Day. This is like the rom-com-est of days. Yeah. And there's... Like, no rom-coms about Valentine's Day. There's There's, very few. There's Valentine's Day. Which HBO apparently has all... The streaming rights, too. Yeah, all the streaming rights, yeah. Um, And I've never seen Valentine's Day. No, I haven't either. So if it was on, like, Netflix or whatever, we were probably going to watch that. Yeah, but we don't pay for HBO, so... Yeah, so there you go. Um, And then we were like, okay, so you know what actually genre has a lot of Valentine's Day movies? (laughs) Horror. Horror does. The only, I think, oh no, I've been to a few horror movies in the theaters with you, but one of the first ones where I was like, okay, I'll go to a horror movie with you was uh, <laughs> My Bloody Valentine's. In 3D. And it was uh, the we remake. had no idea who uh, Jensen was at that point. Yeah, Jensen, Jensen Ackles. Ackles yeah. yeah. From Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And he was in uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, Dean too? I'm, th- no. I'm calling him Dean from Gilmore Girls. But, yeah, no, no. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Um, what is his name? No, but he's not in My Bloody Valentine. Oh, okay. I thought he was in that one. Anyway, you did not enjoy it. No. I loved it. <laughs> cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's right, good. Right from the moment, like, the pickaxe gets thrown out of the screen, 3D style, into the windshield, <laughs> I kind of felt things going a little south for you. I thought it was going to be, like, a little cheesier than mm-hmm. it was, and I was down for that. Yeah. And it wasn't... It was still... Kind of murdery. Yeah, a little murdery for me. Yeah. A little scary for me. Yeah. And then Woman in Black was also a lot oh, scarier than I that's not thought Valentine's, I'd signed up. That has nothing to do with no, Valentine's Day, No, just horror movies. Just terrifying. That I, yes, uh, sorry. Really, really that terrifying. That I saw in theater because, you know, I can count up probably on one hand the number of horror movies I've seen in the theater. But I didn't think Woman in Black was going to be a horror movie. I thought it was going to be a schmaltzy ghost this time. 
which I like. I like those yeah. schmaltzy, ghosty things. Yeah, you thought it was going to be a little more Vincent Price and a little less... Horrifying. Like, horrifying. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to Valentine's we've, Day. We've, we've, uh, we've gone down that road now. So Hulu let us down, mm-hmm. and we can't watch Valentine's Day. There are a couple other movies that take place, romantic comedies, that take place around Valentine's Day, but we're going to actually just do our system. Yeah, but before we go into that, yeah. why... Aren't there more rom-coms about <laughs> Valentine's Day? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it, it seems... because it's too like finite? Like Christmas has a whole season built around it. Is it because it's too what? Maybe, Why? but like every holiday now has like they started like smacking us over the head with Valentine's Day like you know two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so like I feel like there's enough of a season built around each one that they could probably and like if you were gonna like I know going back into gender stereotyping here mm-hmm. but if you were ever going to drag the hubby or the boyfriend along to a romantic comedy oh you can God, get away with I it on valentine's that? day didn't i make you go to a bright eyes concert on valentine's day yes but i didn't tell you that i wasn't a bright eyes fan yeah i didn't was, find out until later it was like the first year we were dating yeah so yeah so what's the most stereotypically <laughs> valentine's day thing that you have ever done i think it was uh probably we went to dinner at a lovely vegetarian restaurant and got the heart-shaped raviolis. Oh, yeah. That was lovely. <laughs> that was lovely. I think that might be. What What about you? Um, I don't know. I've never really super bought into this uh, Valentine's Day as, Whoa, guys. as a thing. Whoa, guys. Whoa, mic drop. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I love a rom-com. Because um, the candy company has created this holiday yeah. in order to... I mean, do you have uh, any proof that they didn't? No, I, I do no research for my Valentine's podcasts. Valentine's like a super creepy dude? I don't have any idea. Didn't Cupid invent this holiday? Like Sh- fluttering <laughs> into our dimension and shooting people with bows and arrows? There's so... There's so, there's so many like overlapping Venn diagrams for that version of reality you know <laughs> i don't know i mean cupid is like a little is a is roman is he roman or greek oh that means our thai food's ready oh dinner didn't go as planned tonight guys we so. don't need it it doesn't that's fine but i'm just saying yeah we're getting thai food it's gonna be great it's gonna be fantastic i'm gonna go pick it up right after we watch our first thing of the night because yeah. in our google researching we found out that the first known valentine's uh day Visual entertainment. Actually, this already proves that the candy companies didn't <laughs> didn't create Valentine's Day because yeah. this is the year nineteen hundred. The year nineteen hundred. A hundred and nineteen years ago. It is a one minute silent film called The Old Maid's Valentine. And it is in the public domain. Yeah, uh, we have up to nineteen twenty three now because the public domain is ninety five years because our laws are trademark what is it copyright laws are bananas right it would have been sooner but mickey mouse happened yeah yeah anyway so like uh since this is public domain people can post it anywhere on the internet Mm -hmm. we have found it on the youtube uh on the youtube channel of the bfi the british film institute nice perfect um that's how we're starting yeah that's how we're starting our valentine's day viewing with uh the oldest valentine's day movie that we can find Find streaming yeah (laughs) all right this is the point at which I would play some audio from it, but it is literally a silent film. Yeah. So what'd you think? Um, took us a long time to get it. Yeah. We were looking for more depth 
than there was. Yeah, actually. So it's just an old woman sitting uh, at, at a table with her cat. Mm-hmm. And there's a calendar behind her that says February 14. She gets a piece of mail. She gets excited. Oh, there's a Valentine. Somebody has a crush on me. But no, it's from her mom. Yeah, although we couldn't see exactly what the said on the letter. Like, yeah. so it was hard to determine. We had to find out. Yeah, we had to, we had to look it Google up. Google it yeah. to find out. So not super effective filmmaking yeah. back in the old... Uh, said uh, just like Mama 19 for, double for reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I am encouraged that there were several mentions of this. That So Letterboxd mm-hmm. is, a, is a film uh, ratings website where you just log what you watch and everything. And app. Yeah, and app. That's, that's what I meant. Um, mostly an app, also a website. And there are... Some reviews of The Old Maid's Valentine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on it. There's four reviews. Do you want to hear what okay. they say? Yes. Uh, this has a classic joke setup and utterly fails to deliver the punchline. I Just completely disagree. fails at the mechanics of the delivery. <laughs> I still don't know what the punchline is, much less what it means. One and a half stars. <laughs> the other three are much more forgiving. Uh, the cat is the best actor. Two yes. stars. Cats will never leave you, so just stick with them, to be honest. One and a half star. Okay. And one star. Not that good. <laughs> it's a one-minute film from 1900, yeah. and there are still people trashing it online. And I, I, I got to tell you, that gives me—it's encouraging to me. Yeah. Um, when I was doing my research on it, I it, yeah, the thing that seems the most significant to most people is the fact that like, um, I, this shouldn't be a surprise to me, but there's a section of the internet that is dedicated to um, animals uh, acting and like techniques of that and. Yeah. So I actually uh, came across that website as well while you were feeding our kid. Our baby yeah. woke up, so there's been kind of a significant Thai food baby break mm-hmm. that happened while we were right after we watched that movie, and um, it's pretty incredible. So there's a <laughs> there's a website called cinemacats.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that the one you're referring to? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it's uh, great. Uh, featured feline. Yeah. This I'm going to just read it. Yeah. <laughs> featured feline. This short, silent film features the same cat which appeared in Grandma's Reading Glass. Since the films made by George Albert Smith often included family members and friends, it's safe to say the cat was probably a member of the family household. Beautiful calico, by the way. Beautiful calico cat. Yeah. Um, and then Final Musings. So like spelled like Mew, M-E-W-S, <laughs> Final Musings at the bottom. Of course, why not? Here's the Final Musings on this film. Cats have no interest in Valentine's. Shocking or otherwise. <laughs> and um, I'd also seen noted that uh, they probably smeared food on the cat's paws in order to get it to sit there licking sit its there paws. licking its paws yeah. it's so contentedly. Yeah. More time than we needed to spend on it. So. In fact, we've probably talked about it longer than it, uh, definitely longer than it was. Oh, yeah. Definitely longer than the film was, but not as much as the modern internet has spoken about it. Yeah. Which is a blessing. <laughs> um <laughs> So now we're going to go into our typical thing, which is we are going to Google best insert holiday here episodes of television. Uh, Typically, we will kind of stay in our field house, which is shows that we've... What did I say? Field house. Well, you know, after the game, we go to the field house. In this case, uh, the wheelhouse. Um, Yeah. and we tend to stick to TV shows that we already know and love. But uh, if something like shows up on multiple lists, we'll be like, oh, let's go check that out. Yeah. But before we do, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, <gasps> what do you think is the TV show that best pulls off 
Valentine's Day episodes? 30 Rock. 30 Rock? Yeah. That's a good one. Valentine's, Ikea. Ikea. Oh my gosh. When they go to Ikea on Valentine's Day. And it, isn't there one with, um, oh, her name, El Uno. Who is that? Salma Hayek. Isn't there a Valentine's with <laughs> Yeah, Salma yeah, yeah. Hayek? Because he takes her to get the um, like $1,000 dessert or something. And then they go get McFlurries, right? There's, yeah, because first there's the like, gold leaf yeah. encrusted dessert at some fancy restaurant. Oh, 30 Rock's a great show. What, what do you think? Um, I was going to say Modern Family. Oh, yeah, theirs are really good, too. Because it's always Phil and Claire are always trying to get up to some kind of like risque role-playing thing. Yeah. And her dad's always stumbling into them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy uh, those but now that you bring up 30 rock man they always were just swinging they just hit just they were always in the field house <laughs> <laughs> swinging swinging from the fences <laughs> swinging for the rafters swinging for the fences singing from the rafters <laughs> firing on all cylinders perfect <laughs> all right onward all right um so what shall we watch first we're gonna start with the friends episode the one with the live birth tape what is it called? birthing tape with the birthing tape on netflix is this the video of the baby being born sweetie this is phoebe's why, why were you even watching it <laughs> i thought maybe you got me porn for valentine's day <laughs> So uh, Rachel's pregnant, and Phoebe brings a tape over uh, for her, and there's a miscommunication, and Chandler? Yeah, Chandler. Uh, thinks that <laughs> Eliza it, was not the biggest Friends watcher. I, like, I watched it casually when they came to me. I yeah. never watched it sequentially. Uh, so Chandler thought that... Monica. Monica uh, got him porn for Valentine's Day, and he uh, sticks it in the VCR, and... Then, much to his horror, it's a birthing tape. And then he and Monica watch it together. And then he and Rachel watch it together. And he's like, why have I watched this three times now? Yeah. So each time it's horrifying. And the first time, he's just horrified by himself. But when he watches it with Monica, it kind of derails their Valentine's Day. Well, it derails their Valentine's Day when he watches it, too. Yeah, (laughs) neither of them are feeling particularly... Yeah. They're both very excited when things interrupt them. Yes. Um, but this, so this is kind of a classic sitcom Valentine's mm-hmm. episode and not in that, like, there's so many birthing type Valentine's, but, <laughs> but in that, like, it's just everyone's Valentine's day goes wrong. Yeah. So in the case of Chandler and Monica, it's the birthing tape in the face of, in the, in the case of, uh, Ross, his girlfriend. So this is season eight, episode 15, mm-hmm. the one with the birthing tape. And there's a lot happening like character wise that I don't recall. I think I only watched the later seasons once or maybe kind of spottily watch them as well. Rachel's pregnant with Ross's baby, but they're but they're divorced. Not together and Ross's girlfriend is Mona. She's been out of town. Yeah. <laughs> and while she was out of town, Ross invited Rachel to live with him. So that he could be there present for more like first kicks and baby moving and stuff like that just more baby stuff yeah and he thought that mona would be okay with it spoiler alert she's not yeah and he just keeps lying to her about everything Mm -hmm. and like in classic sitcom fashion so like when it finally does come out it's a big explosion and and then Joey has feelings for Rachel which uh, which he hasn't discussed with anyone um 
And so no, he's oh he's discussed it with yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe knows. So he's pining after Rachel for the, Valentine's the whole episode. Day. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what happens at like who ends up with who at the end of this series now. I'm pretty sure Chandler and Monica are still together. Mm-hmm. But does Joey end up with Rachel? I there's at least a one night stand. Okay. That's like I don't know, I know that because of pop culture. I don't okay. actually know why I know that. I do have no recollection of even the crush happening. So like, yeah, I think I think I basically was very committed to friends up through uh, Ross's wedding in England where he said Rachel's name during the ceremony and uh, Chandler and Monica getting together, that whole thing. China, if you're listening, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> she would have the answer to all of these questions. Yeah, no, she would immediately. Oh. Our friend China uh, is a big friends addict. Yes. I think she's probably watched more friends like over and over again than anything else in her life that is the impression i'm under sure um so uh valentine's day did this make you feel particularly amorous (laughs) no not not particularly amorous (laughs) but it is like it is quality um like you said this is kind of a quintessential like sitcom it's not a MacGuffin, is it like approach to valentine's day it's like it's like a series of it's not a MacGuffin. It's just like a, a way... MacGuffin has to be an object, doesn't I, it? I feel like it does. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's, just a, it's just a classic construct. kind of construct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And Here are your expectations. Here's why your expectations cannot be met. And it's like every scene was about Valentine's Day, too. Yeah. Like, so they are delivering on the promise of a Valentine's Day episode. Mm-hmm. And at Central Perk, there's Valentine's direction, like decorations everywhere Mm -hmm. and they have red bagels red bagels everyone is only talking in every scene about valentine's day Mm -hmm. and the complications yeah so it's like the perfect valentine's episode yeah in terms of like getting you into feeling that the holiday is occurring yeah we'll have to watch one that is actually somewhat romantic well, we'll see. I mean, we're just kind of drawing them at random here. Well, that's here. true. So we're actually getting them off of... We Googled... I'm hoping that we have one that's actually romantic. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. I'm hoping. It's easier, though, to, like, have things go wrong. It is. Than to, like, just, like, oh, a perfect Valentine's Day. That's true. Um, so, yeah, but, like, if they go wrong and then they're, like, romantic in spite of it, like, that's probably the best case scenario for me. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. That modern family pulls that all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it always goes wrong, always goes wrong, and then something really sweet for the ending. Yeah. Maybe we'll find one of the... Anyway, we're going to find out. We'll find out. We're currently going off of uh, top 14 episodes of Valentine's Day television off of uh, entertainmentweekly.com. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. Our next stop is Hulu. For 30 Rock. Yeah. Uh, season 4, episode 13? 12? 13? 13, I think. Okay. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, no one. Anna Howard Shaw Day. Suffragette, whose birthday was uh, apparently February 14th. Yes. And so Liz Lemon, at As, least in the cold open, yeah. determines that that is what she is buying Girl Scout cookies for. Not yeah. for Valentine's Day. She is celebrating Anna Howard Shaw Day. Not Valentine's Day. She rejects Valentine's Day. Um, also, our, our baby is here. Yeah. <laughs> she would not go to sleep. She refuses to sleep. So she is here. Yes. So in this, in this, uh, in this instance, Liz learns that, yes, sometimes you do need someone on Valentine's Day. Yeah. But it's because she is having oral surgery and needs to be picked up. Yep. You know who always has a great Valentine's Day? Who? Like, it doesn't matter, like, that sitcoms want you to have, like, all, everything go wrong. Tracy Jordan and his wife 
always have a happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, they get a suite that has a heart-shaped hot tub, and then they make chili in it. <laughs> That's right. What's her name? Um, What's Tracy's wife's name? I'm Angie. Yes, Angie. Okay, awesome. Yeah. We haven't watched 30 Rock in a, in, a, in a hot minute. It has been a while. And it's so good. Yeah. It's so well-written. They took it off of Netflix, and now you can find it on Hulu. Um, we actually tried to watch the season one Valentine's Day episode from Modern Family, but it is no longer streaming anywhere. Yep. Maybe it's on abc.com, but I didn't want to have to like hook up the laptop to the TV. We don't have a Chromecast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the cards, but it's not in the house. Yes. Now, if you go to Hulu, Modern Family only has the current season. And all the previous ones have disappeared into the ether or the shelves of family video. Goodbye, Modern Family. Also in this episode, Jenna is coming to terms with losing someone she didn't realize she loved so much. Her stalker, yeah. Maynard. I really liked that storyline. <laughs> um, and yeah, as, as ever, Kenneth proves to be the one who is there for Jenna. Yep. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Cutting her hair when she's not looking. And this is also the introduction of Avery Jessup. Yes. I don't know that it's necessary, like, it's not a necessary Valentine's Day plot line. No. It's kind of a tertiary yeah, to it all. Yeah, just happening there. But it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's about Jack's love life. So mm-hmm. Jack is, I just love so many characters on this show. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We are going to watch one more episode of Valentine's Day television. And our final episode will be... Bob's Burgers. Bob, actually. Happy Valentine's Day, my little chalky hearts. I made you all cards. Ooh, mine says I get a thousand kisses. Give me some sugar, mama. One thousand. Don't short me, woman. Season seven, it is episode nine. There weren't really any references to Love Actually. No. But I think the only thing is is that everybody had a story. Yeah, little interwoven stories. Yeah. Sure. And this time But that's we... just Bob's Burgers. Yeah. But like, does everyone always have a story? I feel like they, maybe two or three of them do, but not everyone all the time. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's been a little while since we watched Bob's Burgers, so I would have to like actually evaluate that. Sure. We had not seen this episode before. No. We are somewhere in season four, maybe. Four or five. Anyway, it was not seven. Absolutely not. And so this time we get a uh, one of the classic tropes of Valentine's entertainments, the unprepared husband. Oh, okay. I was like, Chili Diarrhea is not a <laughs> no. classic trope. No, Tina, Tina has Tina a... Tina is never a trope, and it's one, it's one of the things that I love about this show. Yeah. Sorry. So Tina, the eldest daughter, has kind of a, a stomach issue in the Valentine's Day episode that she has to deal with uh, while her boyfriend wants to sky kiss her on a trampoline. Yeah. Um, so she, she that's a hard battle to fight. I, I just love her. I just <laughs> love her. I love that, like, okay, she had a chili eating contest the night before. She won. Yeah, she destroyed him. She destroyed him. She's paying the price today. She has this chance at a romantic moment with her boyfriend and the diarrhea is getting in the way. But she still makes it work. Like, yeah. everything about her is not the standard version. No, and she is so herself. Yeah. And she's not, she's super weird. Yeah. And she's unashamed of it. Yeah, she's so confident. She's so confident. And it's just <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. Um, so Bob is... The unprepared husband. The unprepared husband, who... 
tells his wife, uh, Linda. Linda, of course. Bob. <laughs> tells his wife, Linda, that he has a surprise when he has no surprise for her. He's just going to try and learn to ballroom dance very quickly over the internet. But then he goes, his friend. Um, I don't know his name. Yeah. The regular at the at the burger joint tells him that there's a dance class they can go take. But it was canceled. So they end up taking a hip hop class instead. With and Flops White Fudge. <laughs> Flips. Flips White Fudge. Flips White Fudge. Everybody is like the super whitest in the hip hop class. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, uh pretty something yep and uh and then let's see gene's story is about unrequited love yep he falls he... in love with the substitute lunch lady yep but then he is also she francesca no her her, her husband her, is francesco for her husband is francesco we love isabella her? isabella that's yeah. right um but he even though he does not get isabella's heart well there's a significant age difference as yes. well and she has a boyfriend he does however learn to love Dark chocolate. Yes. The, so the end was not so bitter after all, even though the flavor was. And then... Um, Louise. Louise uh, and her friend, regular size Rudy, have a arc uh, where she thinks that Rudy has a crush on her, is disgusted by it, tries to dissuade him, yep. um, and it turns out he just wants her to hand his valentine to the girl he actually has a crush on. And then Louise gets very protective of him. Yes, absolutely. When it's clear that that girl has no crush upon regular size Rudy. Yeah, and is just using him. Yeah. So everybody has a very different storyline, too. And maybe that's kind of a love actually thing. Like, yeah, sure. They all have very different aspects in, the, in these relationships. Mm -hmm. And so you're kind of exploring that relationship collage. Yeah. Yeah. I love this show. Um, I'm a little bit overtired at this particular moment in time yes so starting this show was i don't know in a way it's just like it's a relief like i know it's gonna make me laugh so i kind of just start laughing yep <laughs> immediately yeah but it felt really nice we thought about doing uh two sitcoms like a classic sitcom uh-oh uh-oh as we were saying yes back from baby good job by the way hey thanks she's asleep again you too why well, I, I couldn't do it. Well, good job being a dad. And now we've got a cat in here. Oh, jeez. Oh. This house is a zoo. <laughs> um, so we've had a lot of, we've, we've seen a lot of examples of romantic love yes. for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we, we very purposefully chose to do... Toph. Toph, come on. <laughs> get, get cat. Go ahead. Um... We very purposefully chose a different kind of TV show. So we had kind of the workplace sitcom. We had the friend group sitcom. Tough. <laughs> and now we have the animated sitcom. Yeah. We had some unrequiteds. We had some... Platonic. Platonics. And uh, a bevy of... Reciprocated? Oh, Reciprocated. That's the one. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. So that's, this is how we like to celebrate most, especially the casual holidays. Well, yeah. and uh, all holidays, actually, casual yeah. or not. Uh, we, we find a bunch of TV episodes that we enjoy and watch them. At least once or like for Christmas, we watch a bunch of Christmas movies as mm -hmm. well. But at least one or two nights will be dedicated to hunting down the themed episodes mm -hmm. of TV shows that we like. Yeah. So 
I and hope. the nice thing about this is like I might we might start rewatching Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's kind of reminded me how much I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day to you and to you, our listeners. Yes. I hope it's a pleasant one and that you find some good uh, Valentine's Day episodes on TV. Yeah. Do you fish in the street?